Hey guys, welcome back to another Swish Waterlad podcast. We have another Super Rugby preview for you all and loving getting the feedback on some of these episodes and that is why we're continuing to bring them to you. Uh, firstly, big shout out to Swish for helping bring the episode to you and today's guest who's going to be joining us for the preview part of the show, he is actually on Swish. So um, if he does tip a few winners for us this weekend, Go get a swish from him. He's only $20 on there. He's an absolute bargain. And you can even get an extra 10% off for being a Waterlad listener by using the code Waterlad. And up to 70% of the proceeds do go to charity, so you can feel pretty good about that. But we will get into the review from last weekend's Super Round. I know I was calling it Magic Round um, on last week's podcast, but that's the league version of it. It was the Super Round, um, so apologies for that, but... Um, we do have the co-host who joins us every week, um, Surly from Surly Talk Sport. Welcome, mate. Yeah, cheers for having me. And look, it was pretty magical to be fair, so surely the listeners will let you off with that. But it's good to finally get a look at the Aussie sides up close and personal, especially for those who haven't been watching as closely as others. And yeah, look, that, that Melbourne ground, I mentioned she was going to cop a beating. She, she looked a bit slippery underfoot, but there was still plenty of points scored, so... Some good rugby to watch. Mate, you were right about that groundsman. He did a hell of a job. Oh, it's a, it's a tough gig and it wasn't made any easier by what happened on Monday night, but we won't go there. It was probably still too fast for Monday night. Yeah, great first half of footy, so we'll just focus on that. <laughs> but we will get through the games. First game was the Chiefs versus the Waratahs. Um, what'd you make of this one? I thought it was a, quite an enjoyable game to watch. 78 points scored in total so she was a try fest and at like 30 to 27 with 20 odd minutes to go I thought she could have been game on there before Jonah Lowe scored a hat-trick and blew the scoreline out I thought the Chiefs started and finished pretty well that middle patch though not so much but still plenty of positives for them and I thought Gatlin was unreal again just the way he's playing so flat and engaging that D-line at first receiver that's really getting their attack firing but for the Tars, I actually thought they played better than I expected, so they could probably mm. take a few positives out of that, and if they can put together the odd cliche 80-minute performance, I think they could cause a few headaches, but it just goes to show you can't switch off against these top teams. Nah, definitely, and a uh, good point about Gatlin. He is playing some really good footy at the moment. I do love the way he's attacking the line. Jonah Lowe, four tries. That kid can sniff out a try. He's a Great wee finisher on the wing. And someone else who's consistently standing up, and I think he's starting to really put his name forward for the all-black midfield spot now, is Nankerville. His performances have been consistently good now. He's one of the best midfielders in the comp. There's no question about that. Has he done enough to impress the all-black selectors? What do you reckon? I think he's definitely got to be right on the fringe. Like Always rated him as a player, but didn't really expect this kind of season from him, to be fair. But I think he's... He's also been rewarded by the consistency and the minutes and the selection. Like you can see, is just his game's gone to another level, and he's got some great talent outside him as well. But certainly playing well, so he's got to be in the mix. Yeah, unfortunately, last weekend the power plays weren't up by the time we recorded the podcast. But five dollars for that game to be the highest scoring game of the weekend. So if you did get on that, it would have been pretty easy watching. It was a big scoring game. Second game was the Blues versus the Drua. Uh, what do you make of this one? I know you love both sides. I thought it was a lot closer than I expected, to be fair. I yeah. thought she was going to be pretty one-way traffic, but I think the drawer certainly took it to the Blues, and they could take plenty of positives from that. 
Um, in the end, though, probably an important bonus point win for the Blues. I was a little bit nervous at times there that they weren't going to get the full five points. But, yeah, I think it was the Blues pack that certainly got them over the line. I, we mentioned their back line, their midfield last week, and we were both pretty excited. But to be fair, they didn't really fire too many shots more towards the end. Old Rico and I thought um, AJ Lamb were the best two backs for the Blues, and I think Lamb definitely put his hand up to be selected in the future. But in the end, it was probably the Blues pack. I was quite impressed by the draw. Yeah, I think that was the best I've seen the draw play, to be fair. I was like, yeah, I was expecting a bigger margin. But I just loved the way they were willing to attack from everywhere. Eh? They they found a lot of kick space in behind and got a lot of success from it. So they obviously came in with a plan and executed it really well. Yeah, the old chip and chase. I think old Jeff Wilson would have been rubbing his hands in delight at what was going on. There were some great nudges in there. Mate, in the next game, I know this one cost you your multi. Hurricanes versus the Reds. Hurricanes 13 plus, never in doubt. Yeah, 1-12, to 12, lost it by a point. Absolute heartbreaking stuff. But yeah, I was actually thinking of your 30 minutes in, mate. I was going to check on the old heart rate, but I decided to leave it. And I'm glad I did, to be fair, because in the end, they came back and, and got a pretty good win. Two quick tries before half time, and then just too strong in, the, in that second 40. Held the Reds scoreless there. And got the win. I think the Reds really missed O'Connor. We all mentioned it last week. And I think just Artie, unreal again, an absolute beast. What a leader he is. Mate, he was unbelievable. Eh? But if you did message me in those 30 minutes, I was spewing. I thought that was a really slow start from the boys. Their discipline was pretty bad. And um, the Reds seemed to capitalise. I was impressed by their seven, McWright. Mate, he was into everything and getting all sorts of turnovers in there too. He was really impressive and good link player as well. And... Um, a couple of the Canes boys, you mentioned Artie, Tyrell Lomax with a couple of meat pies. I had him on the bench in my fantasy team. He's been getting me zero points all season, and the week I decide to put him on my bench, he scores two tries and has one of his biggest games of the year. And someone who's been really impressive every week now is Sullivan. Every time he's got an opportunity out there in the midfield, he's lethal. Eh? He's lethal on attack, and he's defending really well. Yeah, he seems to bring quite a bit of energy as well, which I rate. And just, yeah, he's into everything. So he's definitely one to watch for the future as well. And this next game was the one we all got wrong except for Mitch. He came in, brought some heat with the um, Aussies and said the Brumbies would win this. And he was right. Brumbies were too good, eh? Yeah, party time across the ditch, eh? Aussie rugby, they'll be stoked. They got their first win of the year against us. And uh, I think the Brumbies were deserved winners as well. I thought the Landers kind of struggled to hit their straps for the majority of the game and... Did well to get themselves in with a shot to steal it late. Only down, I think, six with about 10-odd minutes to go. And then that Lolo CO try kind of ended the hopes of a comeback. But I just think him and Nick White were, were just too good for the Brumbies. They really put them in the right areas. And then I was also impressive with Wright, the fullback. I think he did bomb a try, but he was also pretty lethal from the back there. So, yeah, solid effort from the Brumbies. And, yeah, I think they're packed. And their backline both dominated and they deserved to win in the end. Yeah, I think they proved to all the Kiwi sides that they're going to be a hard team to beat um, every week. It's not going to be an easy win for any of the Kiwi teams when they're coming up against the Brumbies, that's for sure. But totally agree with Nick White. I thought Nick White was awesome in the weekend. He really controlled the game from that base of the scrum. Was always chirping away at the ref, and uh, but his kicking game's so good and just the way he was able to control the tempo of the game. So, mm. mate, I thought he really stood out. The next game was the Crusaders versus the Rebels. 
Now, after that first half, the Crusaders looked like they should have been up by a lot more points than they were. Um, they really started to come together in that second half. They were playing some real quick tempo. It was pretty impressive to watch. Yeah, they, they definitely hit their straps in the second half and played some pretty vintage Crusaders footy then. And, man, that loose forward trio, they were into everything. Eh? That was a great watch. Uh, Pablo and Blackadder together. And then I was impressed with Grace as well. So a big shift from those three. And then Richie was just doing his usual stuff, guiding them around, and he's always got a bit of razzle. And and you mentioned that tempo. He he really controls that perfectly. For the Rebels, I thought they'd be reasonably happy with that, to be fair. I think they gave it a, a good effort, and I kind of thought the scoreline was going to be even higher. And old mate Hodgie had a pretty good game. So I think they take on the Moana this week, and I think they'll have a little bit of confidence heading into that one. Yeah, for sure. And the person that I did highlight as my potential lad of the week was Moana. And watching that game, I thought I was home. But he ended up getting no votes. It was all going to his loose forward trio and big Pablo, who was outstanding. He looks way quicker than he ever used to be. Um, very good to see him in the open spaces, offloading and ball in one hand. Big, strong man. Um, and Ethan Blackadder just ever so consistent um, everywhere in that game. Big shift again from the big man. The other one I was impressed by was Leicester again. Man, so strong in contact. His offloading game. Finds the line. Um, yeah, I just can't see him left out of that all-black side either. Yeah, he's a he's an absolute handful, and he's not a player that you'd want to mark up against if you're an opposition winger or, or midfielder, eh? So I think you just got to have him in there just for that fear factor alone. He's always going to get your gain line, and any time he's one-on-one, he's a genuine chance to score some points. So playing great footy. For sure. Well, what a round it was, um, but we will get into the preview for this weekend's round, and... Um, with us for this round is, like I said, a Swish star. He's starting at 10 this weekend, and he's got one of the best rugby brains that we're going to tap into for the preview part of the show, Jackson Garden Bashup. Welcome, mate. Thanks for having me, Jimmy. Always happy to be here. Mate, really looking forward to getting your insight into um, some of these games. I know Marty Banks came on a few weeks ago, tipped a few winners for the listeners, and um, his game has seemed to skyrocket since he came on the show, so... I'm hoping to see the same effect for you. Oh, Banksy, he's a wizard, so tough act to follow, so <laughs> hopefully I can do some justice. Mate, no doubt. But first game of the round is Reds versus the Chiefs. What do you make of this one, Jacko? Um, it'll, it'll be a good game. Um, obviously, the Reds pushed us, and the Chiefs had a good win against the Tars, so pretty razzly both teams. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. What do you make of it, Sterling? I think it'll be a good game, like mentioned. I think, uh, again, no O'Connor or, or Pattaya for the Reds, and I just feel like they need those guys just to help them get over the line against these top Kiwi teams. So I'll be backing the Chiefs. I think just the one change for them, and I think they'll be too strong, but I would say close, so probably 1-12 to 12 for the Chiefs. Mm, I'm going the 13-plus. I think the Chiefs have been really impressive. Um, love the way they're attacking, like we talked about before with Gatlin hard at the line, Joan Lowe sniffing around for some tries. Um, I think they might just run away with this game quite late, but um, as Jacko mentioned, the Reds are a tough team to put away. They're pretty gritty sort of side as well, so um, I think it will be a good game, but I'm picking the Chiefs 13+. plus. And the player I've highlighted is that man who sniffed around last week for four tries, Jonah Lowe. 
Anyone who knows Jonesy will know that once he gets a sniff of a try, he'll go looking for more, and I'm expecting a fair few more tries from him this weekend. So if you do want to get involved with the Warlad power play, there'll be something around the Jonah Lowe scoring a try this weekend, so go get amongst that. Who's your highlighted player, Surly? Uh, We spoke about him in the review, but I went with Nankerville. Um, I think, what, Chiefs wingers scored six of their seven tries last weekend, and he was the last hands in the majority of them in great form, and I expect that to continue again. And he's up against the old laundromat, Hunter Pasami, this week, so he'll be looking to fold him, put a few big shots in, so that should be a good matchup. But, yeah, I'll go with Nankerville. Will it? What what a match. What about you, Jacko? Yeah, I had a couple. Nank was one of them. I think he's been flying under the radar this year. As a bit of glue for that Chiefs team, he's been he's been unreal. Um, but I'm excited to see Chase Teatia go against the the Australian defence a bit more, bit more up and out. Um, so if he can get some early ball, a bit more time on the ball, um, with not as much line speed as the the New Zealand teams bring, he's he's pretty crafty when he when he when he's in open space. So anything can happen when he's got two hands on the ball. Interesting. Is that something that you guys have noticed looking at the Aussie teams that they're not bringing the hard line speed, the outside in line speed? Yeah, not 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 as consistently. Um, when they've got good numbers, they they like to get off the line. But sort of Kiwi teams, even when they're a couple of numbers down, they still we still pretty much commit to to going and putting skill under pressure. Whereas they're more happy to connect and and use use the sideline to to help cover it, cover the field. Interesting, like that. And I think you're right. Chase Tete will be loving a soft D for sure. Next game is Force versus the Blues. They obviously had COVID last weekend, so. It will be interesting to see how they bounce back from that. I'm picking the Blues 13+. plus. I think they'll be far too good. What about you, Jacko? Who are you picking in this one? Yeah, the the Blues 13+. plus. Um, the only danger will just be themselves if, if the game turns scrappy and they, they um, go away from nailing the basics, really. I think if they do that, then their their structures and their, their X factor out wide will be too much for the force. You, Surly? Yeah, I've I've gone the Blues 13 plus as well. Probably no surprise there, but I think they welcome back a few key guys as well. Good to see Akira back, Caleb Clark, and then interested to see Mark Talia off the bench in the 23 jersey. He's been threatening all year, and I think up against some tired defenders, he could have an absolute day at the office late in the game. So, yeah, they should be too strong. Yeah, hard to argue there. The player I've highlighted is Anton Segner. The kid from Germany came over to New Zealand, starting at number eight. Looking forward to seeing how he goes. He's been bringing some real good impact off the bench. Loves a turnover, good strong carrier, works hard. So I think he's going to be in for a big game. Who have you highlighted? Um, the man that, probably the reason that Tilly is on the bench, he's come back, Caleb Clark. Um, obviously he would have been disappointed to be out for a couple of weeks, um, but unlucky with that red card a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he'll be full of energy, uh, full of running, and he's just destructive ball carrier when he's got his hands on it. So expecting to see a few line breaks and probably a couple of tries from him. Oh, big shout. Like it. Surly? Yeah, I went with Akira. I'm just excited to see him back out there. I thought last last year's Super Rugby campaign was probably one of his best, and he's so destructive when he's, when he's playing his best footy. So hopefully he can have a good hit out, get some minutes under his belt, and get back to that level again. Mate, it's going to be a good matchup, that one. And the next game is... Drua versus the Highlanders. Now, the Highlanders need something from this one. I think they'll get it. The Drua were pretty good in the weekend. We were both impressed by them. Uh, But I think the Highlanders definitely need a big performance here. I'm going them 13-plus personally, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was a little bit closer than that. What are you going, Surly? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the opposite. eh? I'm pretty nervous for this one, to be fair. Like. 
the, the stage is set. The Drewer, their first ever home game. Uh, the local fans will be out in big numbers. I think it's massive for the Landers to get Aaron Smith back in there. Um, and if the Drewer play like they did last week against the Blues and can somehow tighten up that set piece, I think they're in with a real chance. But I'll go the Landers 1-12, to 12, but if you're looking for a bit of value and you want Wagyu steak for dinner... Drew a one to twelve at five dollars seventy five. That's pretty crazy odds. So that's nothing to scoff at, mate. You've fallen for the carrot there. Surely, surely the landers get home. What are you saying, Jacko? I agree with Surly. I think it'll be oh. a, a, a tough match for the landers. Um, obviously, traveling to Australia, traveling to Fiji against Fijian home crowd, they'll, they'll get a they'll get a mad crowd there. So um, I think it'll be a tough game. Um, and as long as they bar it physically, I think they'll get the win, but it'll be close. And I'm sure the player you've highlighted is the magic man at fullback. Oh, yeah, got to give the younger brother a shout-out. Um, I know he's, he's bitterly disappointed to be dropped last week after Bus stepped him a couple of times against us. Uh, so he, he'll be he'll be hungry to make sure that he stamps that 15 jersey. It's um, been awesome to see him get a few games um, back-to-back-to-back this year after a tough couple of years of injuries. Yeah, mate, I think he might be the difference. He's the one to blow that score right out in the back end of that game for sure. Kid can play. The player I've highlighted is Tully Pyre. Interested to see him move into 12, um, especially from a Tasman point of view with the potential loss of Nankerville now. Everyone's talking him to be in the All Blacks. So it'll uh, be interesting to see how Tully Pyre goes at 12. Not a noted distributor, um, but he can carry hard. He organises well. He's got great chats, so... Um, I'm sure Mitch Hunt will enjoy having him outside him. Who have you highlighted, Surly? Yeah, I mentioned it before, but just went with Aaron Smith. I think his leadership and his ability to drive the game will be real crucial in this one, particularly if the drawer get off to a good start and get their tails up. He seems like the kind of guy that all the boys will rally around. So, yeah, Aaron Smith for me. Mm, it's going to be a good game, okay? It's going to be a lot closer than I initially thought. Looking forward to watching that one. Waratahs versus the Crusaders is the next game. Crusaders were classy last weekend, and this is going to be an interesting matchup. Waratahs' attack is really strong, just they leak a fair few points on D. So I expect this game to be the highest scoring game of the round. Um, and I've gone for Crusaders 13 plus. I think they'll run it away, run away with it, bringing the likes of Will Jordan back in. Even though it's an all black rest week with. Mwanga, Ethan Blackadder, Enor, Bridge, they've still got a pretty much a full all-black side. So they've definitely got a stacked squad and um, they can rotate players as they will. But I am picking Crusaders 13 plus. Who have you gone, Surly? You mentioned the all-black rest week for Mwanga. I've got a bit of another conspiracy theory for you here. Old Bellamy, he was sniffing around saying he wanted to swap Munster for him. So maybe that's in the works. She's already happened, and, and old Richie's off to run the cutter at the <laughs> Melbourne Storm. You never know. but Imagine that. The person he might have actually sniffed out was Jackson Garden Bishop after he put his wee fifth tackle play through for Baylin Sullivan to score. Did he ever catch up with you? That's exactly what I was thinking when I, that's what I, was thinking when I, when I kicked it. Point up to the box. I've been waiting for him to come into the lobby. I've been waiting for him down in the lobby every day. <laughs> no, nothing yet? No, nah, nothing. Nothing. Oh, give us give us a rumour, come on. Everyone <laughs> loves a league rumour. <laughs> Caleb Clark's <laughs> off there now. <laughs> oh, crack up. But what, where were you, Surly? Uh, I thought the Tars looked all right against the Chiefs, but I think this will be too big of a task for them. And I think uh, the Crusaders will just be another step up. So I'll go them 13 plus. Highlighted player? 
I went with Bryn Hall. I thought he provided a great spark off the bench last week and uh, keen to see him get the start this week. So chuck Brynner in there. Yeah, good shout. What about you, Jacko? How do you see the game playing out first? Um, I think the Crusaders will be too good, 13-plus. Um, um, although teams have been putting them under a bit of pressure over the last month, probably more so in previous years. But, yeah, I think they've just got too much class across the, across the full 23. They'll start well and then they've got, they lose nothing when their bench comes on. So, yeah, no, I, th- I think they'll run away with it. And the the player I've highlighted is um, Fergus Burke. I think he's been doing a, done a real good job um, as Richie's number two this year. And, yeah, just the way he's grown into to driving that team around, I think they don't lose as much anymore when Richie's not playing. So um, I think I think he, he'll step up and, and, and have a good game. Also means that Simon Hickey's on the bench, who's an awesome lad. Yeah. And hopefully he gets some good minutes. Mate, he is a great lad. He was the one who never bagged you when on that radio prank. He he had your back the whole way through it. Yeah, I know. Good lad. The player I highlighted in that game was um, Sione Havili. Looking forward to seeing him get his first crack off the bench for the Crusaders this year. I know a lot of people in the Nelson region will be glad to see him not playing club rugby this weekend as he has been hurting so many players with his big tackles. So um, excited to see him on the big stage again and looking to bring his physicality on the big stage where it should be. The next game is Rebels versus Moana. Now this, I think, is definitely the hardest game to match up. We haven't seen Moana take on any Aussie sides yet, obviously because of the COVID last weekend. Rebels, I thought, were really poor at the start of the year, but they seem to be slowly improving. And I think this is going to be an interesting matchup. What do you think, Jacko? What are you picking here? It is an interesting matchup. I think um, I think Moana are going to go good over the next month. I think you know the the New Zealand teams obviously have been pretty good against them. Um, apart from us, that, that first time we played them, but um, it, it's it's uh, a new defence pictures that they're going to be seeing, and I think it, it's going to suit suit their players. Have a bit more time on the ball. Um, but more time to make decisions, and and I, I think they'll get the win here. Surely, yeah, I rate that. I think after the first few weeks of the comp, the Moana would have been circling this one as a easy dub. But like you mentioned, the Rebels have improved a lot. But Moana fresh off a week off, and I think they'll be ready to rip in. And I think they'll just be enjoying being on tour with each other, eh, for the first time. Um, and no doubt that they've spent a fair bit of time together over the past ten days or so. So she'll be tight, but I'll go the Moana men one to twelve. Yeah, fair enough. The thing that does worry me about Moana is the their inability to defend a rolling mall. They've conceded so many tries from a rolling mall. So I think the Rebels will have the advantage in that part of the game. But like you've mentioned, the uh, Moana backline, we've got Levi Amua who's on fire. Danny Tawala moving to fullback, who's my highlighted player. Interested to see how he's going to go at fullback with a bit more time and space back there. Um, they've got game breakers everywhere across the side, so... I'm actually going to call a draw here. I think it's going to go right down to the wire. We might go to golden point. Big call. (laughs) Big call. Huge call, huge call. (laughs) Who have you highlighted in this one, Surly? I went with the big fella, Timo Stowers, the number eight. I think there'll be a few Melbourne Rebels boys trembling in their boots at the the thought of running into him. So no doubt another vintage performance from him and a few sore bodies from the Rebels boys. You can guarantee that. What about you, Jacko? Yeah, you mentioned him before, but Danny at the back, I'm I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, I think he's looked awesome this year. He's come back at the fittest I've ever seen him. Full of energy, you always see him chahooing and he's he's involved in everything. So, 
um, steaming onto it with a bit more time on the ball from the back, I, I reckon he could could be pretty dangerous. Just be whether or not he can kick the ball back if he needs to. <laughs> yeah, they'll be going for the running game approach with him back there, surely. And none of the wingers can kick either. They got Jim the Brass and um, Tima Fying and Nuku, so um, not noted kickers of the football. So I think you'll be seeing a lot of running rugby. But um, like we've mentioned with the Rebels D, it might suit the way they play and it might just be the way Moana look to exit is with their running game. And the last game of the round, the one we've all been waiting for, the biggest game of the week, Brumbies versus the Hurricanes. What a matchup we've got here. Aussies best versus New Zealand's best. This could be the final. Who, who knows? What are you going here, Jacko? Uh, how are we beating the Brumbies? How are we beating the Brumbies? Uh, well, we've got to be very physical first and foremost. When I was highlighting players from both teams, I just highlighted their loose forwards, their loose forward trio, Valentini, um, Samu and Brown, um, both sides of the ball, strong carriers. And if when we've got the ball, if we give them any opportunity, they'll be straight on that on that pill and they're hard to shift. So um, we we got to win the battle up front first, and then if we can do that, there there are some opportunities to attack them out wide. Oh, love that! And surely you've highlighted yourself for the Hurricanes' point of view. No way, no way. I, I've highlighted the man that's just outside me, though, Peter. Yeah. Um, He's a, he's a huge confidence player and uh, he's sort of been in and out of the squad over the last couple of years, but he's strung uh, through, I think this is his third game in a row now. So he's just growing with confidence every week. And, and I know that once he gets up, he's he's one of the best ball-carrying midfielders in the comp. So I'm happy he's outside me this week. Yeah, mate. Nobody runs a better line than Peter Umanga Jensen, does he? Far out, he runs a nice attacking line. What, what, how do you see this game matching up, Surly? Yeah, definitely the game of the round for me. Um, I, I definitely think the Brumbies are the best Aussie team. We've spoken about that, so this will be a, a great clash. We also mentioned Nick White and his kicking game, how good that's been over the past few weeks, but I think he'll come up against the best back three that he's been kicking to all season so far. So if he if he gets them slightly wrong, then I think those those Hurricanes outsides will make him pay. So it should be a good game. I'll, I'll be going the Canes 1-12. to 12. Ah, yeah. Oh, geez. You usually go against the guests. So I'm glad to see you um, stick true. and Yeah, first time it. I've gone with it. First time <laughs> I've gone with it. So you can tell I'm not just saying it. It's a genuine tip. <laughs> and who's your highlighted player? I went with uh, Ray Arce. I saw on Instagram him and uh, Geordie were... We're beating a few Melbourne Storm boys in golf, so hopefully that form carries over onto the footy field and uh, he'll be full of confidence, so expecting a big shift from him. Did you say Geordie and Rayasi have gone to the Storm? Oh, not not this again, mate. Geordie's already on to me. I don't need this kind of heat from you. <laughs> yeah, we forgot to mention that last weekend, but you were spreading vicious false rumours around Geordie Barrett's move to league, weren't you? <laughs> uh, I saw an article on on Fox Sport in Australia and uh, I took it hook, line and sinker. They said that Geordie had said on a New Zealand radio station that the Roosters had offered him and he turned it down. But uh, turns out that's not what he said. And uh, yeah, had to had to cop my punishment. But uh, Geordie was good about it, said sorry, and he just had a laugh. So yeah, turns out he's not going and... And turns out it was Richie Moanga to, to the storm, so crazy. <laughs> Mate, it's crazy how they can just make up news like that, eh? Geordie says that he's turned it down on a New Zealand radio and just given no evidence of it. Geordie hasn't even been on the radio, just completely made up. Unbelievable scenes. 
and then just say sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't think they even said anything. So yeah. And and from and my highlighted player in this one is someone who stands out every week. I'm calling it early. He might be my lad of the week, Adi Savi. I thought he was massive last weekend. He just carries us tight every week with massive carries, work rate, gets stuck into everything. Looks like he's really leading from the front, Jacko. What's he been like to play with? Yeah, like you say, he leads from the front. He leads with his actions. You know, there's there's lots of there's other talkers in the team that that talk around detail and and game plan and stuff. And Artie just says, "Do what I do, yeah. watch what I do, and follow me." And, and and it's awesome to know that every week he's he's, he's just going to go out there and and put his body on the line for eighty minutes. Um, yeah, no, he's he's going awesome. Yeah, he's a beast. Oh, well, what a round and what a few uh, games of rugby we have to watch this weekend. For my fantasy team, give you a quick update on that. I know some people love hearing how bad or good I go with fantasy, but last week was a pretty tough week, obviously, with the Moana game being cancelled. Um, I couldn't quite get a full squad, but the guys I did bring in all went hissing. Thank you, Richie Mawanga. Thank you, Lester Fanganuku. And thank you, Jack Goodhue, who was basement price. Couple of absolute steals there. All did a good job for me. Captain Geordie, as always, scored a good 60 points. Um, so I ended up climbing up the ladder. I'm in third place in the Wadlad League. I think I'm almost top 50 now in the world. So right up there, ready for a run home. Running out of trades pretty quickly, though. But this week I have got in Will Jordan. I need him for the run home. And I needed another Lucy because uh, Ethan Blackhead is not playing this weekend or rested this weekend. So I brought in Kelly Daltons, who I think will play out the rest of the season and put in some big shifts for sure. Jacko, did you have a team or did you make a team? I did make a team, but I don't have enough time to, to juggle uh, KFC's super coach NRL. Um <laughs> Which is my bread and butter, fantasy wise. How are you going, anyway? I'm um, about three thousand overall at the moment. Oh, um, you are good. I think the first equal in the leagues, leagues I'm in. So, oh, what can he do? Spending way too much time researching that, though. Anyway, uh, to wrap it up, give us your lad of the week predictions. I've already given mine. Um, Adi Savier this weekend, I reckon. Connor Garden, Connor Yep, good shout. Scoring a couple of late tries to blow that game out thirteen plus. What about you, Surly? You always get this right, actually. Yeah, that's, it's been a bit of a, a pride thing of mine, but I'll go with Geordie. I, I owe him some positive press, so I'll go with Geordie Barrett. <laughs> yeah, good shout, actually. Uh, a lot of people will be watching that game on a Sunday afternoon. It will be fresh in their minds. Jackson will be pulling the strings to a tee, and um, Geordie will be the benefactor out the back. We appreciate you guys coming on and sharing your insight, boys. Hell of a preview. No, that's all good, bro. Thanks for having us. Nice. Lads. What a lad, what a lad, what a lad, what a lad.